Man, give God praise. You guys can be seated. You guys can be seated. Tell the person next to you hello. Give them your name. Hi. My name is such and such. That you have a very nice beard from No Shave November, which I do not have because I had to shave it because I'm Asian and I didn't grow it well, all right? So I had to shave it. This is halfway there. Some, some people can grow it. Some people cannot. Just, uh, just bear with me for one moment. Yeah, I can't grow facial hair at all. And uh, my wife tells me so all the time. She is so nice. She's so nice. She says, it's disgusting. <laughs> I said, thank you. <laughs> She's honest, I guess. Sometimes I don't want honesty, I guess. Good morning. If you're new here, my name is John. Welcome to Hill City Church. Here, I'm going to turn this on. We have a goal, and we have a bunch of envelopes in the back. It's called Together We Can Move Mountains. We have a lot of goals that we want to accomplish in Thornton as Hill City Church. We want to be a, a place that gives out. We want to be a place that loves our city. There's, we want to double down on a couple things we did this year. Uh, the first thing we want to do, if we want to hire a new staff member for next year going forward in 2019. We've already been reaching out. Yeah, give God praise on that. Yeah. We've already been reaching out uh, to Denver Seminary. We want to equip some young men and young women who want to be in the ministry and who, who have a heart uh, for the Denver metro area, as well as we have other goals. We have something called Big Tables. Say Big Tables. Big Tables. Oh, that's the weakest ever, all right? All right, say Big Tables. Big Tables. Oh, that sounds beautiful. Big Tables, is this is what we do at Big Tables. We, we, we believe that if God has given you more than enough, our goal is not to build bigger things and build bigger fences, but our goal is to build bigger tables. We want more people around the tables, and that's what we do. We have been uh, launching out, we've been giving out little baskets, and we, uh, we give them out to different families, and what they do is they have s'mores parties, they have dinner parties, and they actually get to know their neighbor, right? Getting to know your neighbor, that's a real thing. When Jesus told us love God with everything you got in you and then love your neighbor as you want to be loved we, we want to take that literally we want to say we don't want to say oh I got that I know how to love my neighbor I know how to love people no we want to actually know the guy right next to us like for me it's Mr. Bob right I need to get to know Mr. Bob right next to me and he always has his lawn perfect and I'm like oh man this guy hates me because his lawn is perfect and my lawn is jacked up I don't know if you're like me I cannot get my lawn right right it's growing all sorts of things, but I'm doing my best. It's better this year. It's better this year. Best it's ever been, though. Candace is giving me, like, the shaking of the head. But, but to actually know your neighbors. And what I did, I was a part of, I got to go to Mark and Julie's house. And what they did is they just had coffee and donuts. And guess what? They didn't even pay for the donuts. The neighbor's like, I'll pay for donuts. And then I, we got out there. They, they painted their table. They, they built a picnic table, painted it turquoise so it sticks out. They brought out coffee, napkins, and donuts. And guess what happened? 30 people showed up. 30 of his neighbors and her neighbors showed up. And they were like, Shaking hands, they're like, my name's John. I've been your neighbor for 10 years, and I don't know who you are. This is reality, right? Can you name five of your neighbors, first name, last name, right? 
Five, just five. It's hard. I mean, you've been there 10 years or five years, four years. Can you name your neighbors? And so we felt that some people can. You guys are teachers' pets. Some people are like, are, are like just hosting parties all the time, and they know. But most people cannot name five of their neighbors. So we said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to build picnic baskets. We're going to let you throw parties on us, right? We're going to even pay for your food and give you invitations. And so we did. We launched it out. And guess what? People started meeting their neighbors, and the neighborhood gets better. And, and Christianity is not, it's not only about what happens in the afterlife, what God wants to do in the, in the, in, in, with, with our souls. It, it, God cares about what happens in our real life. You, are you with me? God cares about what we're doing in our real life. And I hope that that is your desire and your goal. Is this on? Nope. Back to this. See, it doesn't even make a difference. I'm that loud. I'm that loud. But I, I just want, uh, that's what we're giving to. So if you want to be a part of that and you want to put some skin in the game, grab an envelope in back. All my kids have grabbed envelopes and put skin in the game. But before that, let's pray and let's pray for that. And we're going to also finally, if you have one of these, you can, you can see what we're giving to, okay? But let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for every family that's in here, Lord God, all the kids that are in here, Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I pray that we could love and reach Thornton, that we could be light into this place, Lord God, for those who are in social poverty, those who are have broken hearts that feel so disconnected from people, from those who are far from you, and for those who just need one more thing in their life to really get ahead, Lord God. We pray as Hill City Church that we could be the light of God, the hand of Jesus in all those areas, in spiritual poverty, social poverty, and physical poverty. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, amen. Thank you guys for your giving. We, we are so, so honored. We're so honored. All right, we're going to pop some lights up. And as they're giving, we are going to transition into why many of you guys are here. We are moving into baby dedications. I, that's right. All right. We love some babies around. We there's a lot of babies in this place, right? I, I think in the last uh, in the last couple of months, there was like uh, 12 babies born. I was like, man, you guys, yeah, growing, right? Heard of birth control? No, I'm just kidding. It's going fast. There's a lot of lot of babies. I apologize. I, I apologize. But. but uh, we love your babies. I'm, I'm so sorry if, if you guys have babies here. But uh, baby dedications, you're like, what? how does that have to do with anything in the Bible? Actually, in the Bible, there were many places it talks about baby dedications. First, in the Old Testament it, with Samuel. Eli was the high priest in the Old Testament. And when Samuel was gifted to his mother, Hannah was blessed by God. What Hannah did was bring Samuel to the temple of God and let the, uh, the, the, uh, the high priest or the man of God bless that child. And, and that's what happened in the Old Testament. And then when Jesus was a child, his, uh, his mom took him and dad took him to the temple. And Jesus was dedicated in Luke chapter 2 by Simeon. And Simeon put his arms on him and blessed this child. It was a custom in the Bible to take your child to the temple to have them blessed. And even Jesus was dedicated and greatness and life was spoken into him. And that's why we dedicate. That's why we dedicate. We speak a blessing over the child, and, 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 and today we're dedicating a lot of children, right? A lot of children. 
And this is awesome because I told you before we're reproducing very quickly. But not only that, but we're dedicating, when we are dedicating a child, we're not only dedicating a child, we're dedicating the family. Because guess what? The family has a lot of word of how the child grows, right? We're dedicating, uh, we're dedicating the mom and dad. We're dedicating this child and that the family, our goal is that you would be a roadmap for this child going ahead. That growing up, that God placed you over them to lead them, to teach them, to love them, to cover them. Family, you are the example of manhood and womanhood to this child. You are. Absolutely. There is no one else who has more influence than you. Not YouTube. I know. We think. Right? Not eggs being opened on YouTube. That doesn't have the biggest influence. Your voice is the biggest influence. And do you remember, and think about this. This is for all of us. The greatest words spoken over us was usually, we remember, like the most most like the best memories for us is of childhood isn't it and the worst memories for us is of childhood think about that think about how much it matters as parents and family the words we speak the life we live in front of our family it matters a ton and so that's why we dedicate the child and we're dedicating the family so family give your kids even what you were never given think about that God has, uh, has revealed a lot to me because some of us, we didn't grow up in the best homes, right? Just, just straight out honest. And God has spoken to me many times. The fathers and mothers, fathers, the fatherless need to learn how to be fathers. And the motherless need to learn how to be mothers. It doesn't matter what happened to your past. You still have a right to move in the future. And you are the roadmap for your child. You are going to change the next generation because you care that much. And it's never and in the name of Jesus. And that's baby dedication for us. At this time, will the family of Jacob Francisco Argueta please come right up here? Bring, come on, bring him up. Yeah, family, please come up. Family, you guys come up too. Unless someone is the camera person. We want you guys all up here. Look at this guy, he's healthy. Let's just say that. This guy is healthy. Anyone on this side? Anyone on John's side? Like, no? Like, it's just one side here. They can sense it. They can sense it. Don't come this way. Good morning, guys. Good morning. How are you guys? This is the easy picture, though. They're all on one side. At this time, family, will you, will you welcome Jacob right here? Do you think I could take him? Oh, my goodness. We are best friends. Jacob, how are you doing, man? Look at this guy. He doesn't blink at all. Yeah. And we love Heidi and Franco, and they serve in our church. And, um, and at this time, we have something. Here we go. Oh, I hope I don't. You want to give this to Heidi and Franco so I don't drop Jacob? It'd be, this would go on America's worst videos. <laughs> like fails, pastor fails, right? We don't want to be on that. Uh, but uh, what we're going to do, it, it, that is a Bible. That's the Jesus Storybook Bible. And we love this Bible because in every story in the Old Testament and the New Testament, it is a story of Jesus. 
And it, and it shows you how that is. So uh, take your time, read that over. I, I, I even recommend people who are new to Jesus and new to church to read that Bible because it's that good. When I read it, I'm like, oh, oh, that's a sermon right there in this child's book. It's so good. So I recommend that. But family, will you just extend your hand and we're going to pray over Jacob and we're going to pray over this family. And family, know that everything you guys do, they take in. You guys know that right every they hear what you they hear your arguments at night i know you guys don't argue right but they hear it they hear it they hear your non arguments and they hear the words that you speak and they speak the words it's funny when your kids say the same things you say and you're like no those are adult words uh, you know I, that's that's the excuse so, uh, sometimes we say but i'm telling you let their ears be precious and lead them number 1 to jesus and lead them to believe that all things are possible in Christ and that they are called to be leaders and not just followers. I speak that into my children all the time. But will you pray with me at this time? Heavenly Father, I pray for Jacob right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I pray that he would be strong, that he would be wise, that you would give him wisdom beyond his ears, Lord God. I pray that he would be faithful and be a leader, Lord God, that you would use him for your glory, Lord God. I pray for health in his body. I pray for health in his legs, hands, and mind, Lord God, that he would run so fast, Lord God, and let him truly be a deep blessing to his family, Lord God. We dedicate Jacob to you today in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Give him a hand. Thank you so much. He's like, I don't care. He's crying, yeah. Family, thank you so much. But just take this and, and today, party it up. Make it, a, make it an altar kind of day. In the Old Testament, they would, they would set up stones so they would remember the day of what happened that day. And in the same way, celebrate your child, mark it in the calendar, and remember that day that Jacob or your child was dedicated. At this time... I'm going to bring up the next family, Deacon and Daxon Peterson. What's up, Deacon? Yeah, give this family a hand. We can hold them. We, we love this family and we love Deacon. We love you, Deacon. And we know that during this dedication, it's not only a dedication of Deacon, but also the family and also the church family. We, we I, I always say this, there is going to be a point in time, and, I, and my daughter's right here. She's 13 years old yesterday, right? I know. I like to embarrass her. She puts her head down. She's shyer than I am. But there's going to be a point in time where our teenagers will not talk to us sometimes, right? But they will talk to some of our close friends. And we want our close friends to know God in a way so that whatever they say to you, and they say, you know, they're going to talk, Deacon's going to tell you some stuff about dad, and you're going to be like, you know what? And, and dad's going to come to you, and you're going to be like, he's good. He's good. And dad's going to have to trust you. But we need other people in our lives. We cannot raise kids just alone. We need the strength. Uh, I need the strength of, of Lexa and Mike and Dee to be with my daughter that she is good. When you say she's good, I trust you that she's good. I want those kind of friends for my family. And that's what the church family provides. Think about that for a moment. Man, we are stronger. We are, we are, we're stronger as a tribe. 
at this time, I want you, you step forward. Deacon, stop. Maybe you're going to let me hold you? We best friends? All right. Oh, this is the best. Best ever. All right. You want to give Deacon a hand? I love you. I love you. We're going to pray for Deacon right now. We're going to pray for you. Is that okay? Is that okay? Yep. Deep breath. I love it. If you know Deacon, he is honest as honest can be, and I love it. And we're going to pray. Just reach out your hands. Let's pray for Deacon. Heavenly Father, I pray for Deacon. I pray for his life, Lord God. I pray for his mind. I pray for his body. I pray for his health, Lord God. And I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I pray for bold faith. Let him be a bold blessing to his family, Lord God, that he would be a leader at school, Lord God, and not a follower, and that his love for you would be so authentic, Lord God, and so honest, Lord God, that people would want advice from Deacon, Lord God, about you, Lord God. And I pray for his mom and dad. Give them wisdom as they raise these two boys. We know how two boys can be crazy, Lord God, but I pray for peace in the home, and I pray that Deacon would be a peacemaker, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Thank you so much. You want to go back to Dad? We're going to let you hold this one for now. They, their hands are full. All right. We, this is my best friend, and I don't know how he's going to do, but here we go. If everyone can give a hand to Daxon. All right. You like that hair? Look at this, guys. I know. One day, one day. We will all like that hair. He looks so, uh, I won't say what I thought, but I was my, but uh, I'm going to pray over Daxon. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, just reach out your hands. I pray that this child, Lord God, this a boy, one day will be a man, would be full of hope in the name of Jesus, that as I'm resting my hand on him, Lord God, that he would be full of hope and grace, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that he would be advanced in his class, Lord God. We are speaking blessing, that he would love Jesus deeply. Let him know you at a young age, and Lord, fill him with your wisdom, Lord God, and your grace, Lord God. I pray wherever he goes, Lord God, let him be a light to his friends, his family, his workplace, Lord God. I pray that be on his mind, be on his body, Lord God, and every every limb, Lord God, and every finger, Lord God. Let, let him advance, Lord God, quickly in his years, and let him be a blessing to his family. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said, amen. Here is your baby. We got two. You, you're carrying two here. And more than anything, friends and family, you guys mean a big deal. I know they brought you guys up here because it means something to them. And just celebrate this day with them and celebrate these beautiful babies. And, and just know that there's a little bit of accountability that starts to grow when they're trusting you guys with these guys. God bless you guys. Thank you. At this time, the family of Kalia Mangeo would come up. Please come. How do you say the middle name? Tupu. I was going to mess it up, so I didn't say it, right? Yeah, oh man. There's your fur coat. How are you guys?
mess this up, John. All right. It, 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 I look like I've never had a baby. <laughs> like I never held a baby. I'm like, oh, oh. All right. Will you guys give a hand to Kalia right here? Oh. Yeah. Come on, look at her in her princess outfit. I love it. I love it. And as I said before, this is a dedication not only of Kalia, but also of the family, of the family. You guys have the greatest words for this young girl. And how she sees life is the way you see life. It really is just the truth. And how she sees what she can accomplish is the way you guys believe she can accomplish. And so I pray, speak words of life and not death. And you will see her blossom. Just like any plant or anything that we take care of, when you take care of it and, and, you, and you invest into a child, they grow and they start speaking the things that you speak over them. And so that's what we're going to do for Kalia today. We're going to pray over Kalia. So if you can reach out your hands for up. Oh, there we go. Yeah, if it was the third child, we would have put it back in her mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Second child, guys. Second child. No, just kidding. But let's pray over her. Heavenly Father, I pray for Kalia in the name of Jesus. I pray for Tino and Mo, and I pray for the family and friends that are up here. I pray that you would bless them, Lord God, that you would be with them, Lord God. As we reach out our hands, Lord God, protect her, Lord God. The way I'm holding her is the way you're holding her, and you care for her so much more than even these parents, Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus, keep her sweet and full of life. Let her be an example of faithfulness. Let her love you deeply, Lord God. And I pray that she would be a leader, Lord God, in her class. Lord God, and she would run really fast, Lord God, and that she would be healthy, Lord God, from every limb, from her head to her toe, Lord God, that you would protect her, Lord God. And I pray in the name of Jesus that she would know you, Lord God, and love you deep and love people well, Lord God. That is the blessing we pray over her. We pray for just that she would prosper, Lord God, as, as our soul prospers. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen, amen. Here's... Ooh. Grandma, here, here we go. Hi, hi. She just wants to be held. Here we go. Ooh, I love you. I love you. Here we go. Good job, Emmy, big sister. At this time, can I get the family of Cash Archuleta? Yeah. Come on up, guys. the spot right here. Oh, Armani's already up here. He's going. All right. Okay. Okay. Good morning. How are you guys? You guys look so nice. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Cash. Oh, man. Does he care if I hold him or not? Best friends. This is an awesome smile. Look at this. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Guys, will you welcome Cash right here? Ooh, what a precious gift. Look at this. Look at this guy. He even has red pants on. I can't, I can't pull that off, but we have kind of matching shirts. So I try to, I try to dress like a child, and that's, that's my goal, right? But, um, Welcome this little baby. Welcome him. Look at him. 
Man, this is precious, right? Precious in God's sight. And that God would never, Jesus would never turn any child away. That we are coverings of children. And at this time, you know, that's what you guys are as a, as a big family here. And you guys are the covering of this child. And, and the way you go, they will go. They really will. They really trust you that much. I know the trust is hard to get. But don't break the child's trust because they love you that much. And as you lead them, I'm going to tell you, this guy's going to advance. So, and you're going to be like, I can't believe how much better they are than me. That's what I say about my kids all the time. I'm like, oh, man, you guys are better kids than me at that age and that age and that age. And then they just became teenagers. And I'm like, oh, I am so grateful that as we trust God, that God would keep them safe and strong and protect them. But let's pray. God, if you, I mean, guys, if you can just reach out your hands and pray with me. Honestly, pray with me. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, for cash, Lord God. Let him be strong and courageous, Lord God. Let him be just this honor to this family, Lord God. When his name comes up, they say, wow. This is a wonderful, beautiful family, Lord God. I pray that he would be honest, Lord God, that he'd be full of life and faith. Let him know you deeply and let him, know, let him love his family deeply, Lord God. I pray for blessing on this family too, Lord God. Let them, Lord God, let them be a light, Lord God, wherever they go. And I pray that cash would be the same. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said... Amen. Amen. Here we go. Hey, give him a hand. Here we go. This is just our gift to you guys. And at this time, I'm gonna, we're going to pray for Armani. Let's go Armani. All right. Are we best friends yet? No. Yeah, yeah he knows. No. You can hold him. You want to hold him? <laughs> if you know Armani, he is full of life. And you guys, you can just walk forward. And you can walk forward. Yeah. No, yeah. He knows. He knows not to trust me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, if you are ever around him, he is on the run. He is just running here and there. And family, thank you guys for raising him the way you did. I mean, I love that he is so joyful. Think about that. And joy is something that is, is developed because he feels safe. He feels safe around you. And I pray that joy would keep on moving. Family, if you could just uh, put, put forward your hands. We're going to pray for Armani. We're going to pray for you, okay? No? Okay. We're going to pray for you anyway. You can't stop me. All right? But we're going to be praying for this family as well. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for Armani, Lord God. I pray for his health, Lord God. I pray that his joy would never, Lord God, dwindle, Lord God, but it would continue to grow. That wherever he walks into, Lord, every room he walks into, he would light it up with the joy of Jesus, Lord God. Let him, his home be full of laughter, Lord God, because of him. Make him a leader at school. Let him know you personally and trust you, Jesus, Lord God. I pray for health, Lord God. I pray that he would advance in his classes, that he would be the smartest in class, Lord God, that you would be with him and people would know, Lord God, this young man, Lord God, has the blessing of God on his life, Lord God. There is a something about him that lights the room, Lord God, and we pray that. We pray for the parents, Lord God. We pray for the family, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, let there be peace, Lord God. Let there be peace. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Give Armani a hand. Yes. Yay. I love you. Yeah. Here we go. Let's pray that. Thank you so much. At this time, we're going to pray uh, for Donovan Romero.
What's up, dude? Hey, everyone give a hand to Donovan here. I know he's, he's shy. How old are you? Five years old. Man, I thought you were 10. You, were, you look that mature. I like your shirt and your kicks. And these, they're Jordans, of course. Why wouldn't they be? Right? But we're going to pray over you. Is that okay? All right. Family, if you guys can just uh, stretch your hands. We're going to pray for Donovan. Heavenly Father, I pray for Donovan, Lord God. And Lord, I know he's feeling shy, but let him know that people are praying for him and they love him, Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would keep him strong, Lord God, and healthy. I pray for his mind, Lord God, that, Lord, his mind would be strong, Lord God. I pray that things would be so clear and easy for him in school, Lord God. I pray wherever he goes, let him be a leader and not a follower, Lord God. He is not at the tail end, but he is always blazing the trail of something new. I pray for big dreams, Lord God, and I pray that he would have the tenacity to accomplish them, and I pray that he would be a blessing to his family. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, amen. amen. Thank you so much, Donovan. Here we go. This is for Donovan. Yeah, thank you so much. And we, we got Donnie Romero Jr. Oh, man. Do you want me to hold him? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do my best. I apologize. If I, oh man, this is easy. He doesn't even move. Here, I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna hold him like this. Guys, if you guys can give, give a hand to Donnie Romero Jr. He is so precious. I love it. I love your outfit. I love your outfits and Nike socks, of course. Right? Look at this. The swoosh is there. Right? But we're gonna pray over him. We're gonna pray over Donnie. Let's just uh, reach out our hands. Heavenly Father, we pray for Donnie in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We pray for your grace and your mercy upon his body, his mind, his hands, his arms, Lord God. Everywhere, Lord God, I pray for health, Lord God. I pray that he would be so sharp, Lord God, that more than anything, that he would be honest and trustworthy, Lord. Make him strong and courageous, Lord God. Let him be a bold son, Lord God. Let him be a bold child, Lord God, and that he would know you, Lord God. That Jesus, that he would sense your Holy Spirit at a young age and that he would walk, Lord, boldly as a leader, Lord God, because he knows you, Lord. He doesn't have to get his cares from the world or other people of what they think of him, Lord God. He cares what you think of him, and he's good with it, and that brings joy and peace, Lord God, into his heart, Lord God, and we pray that blessing over him. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said, amen. Amen. Give him a hand. Oh my goodness. Here we go. It's been a while with that size baby yeah here we go oh, thank you so much you got two books right there you read it but thank you give this family a hand thank you thank you guys huh at this time if i can have calvin miles denny and family come up guys yeah come right up you guys are good he's asleep he's good we'll then we will pray with Calvin in your arms he even had a nice sweater vest going on I know look at that oh you got some khakis and a sweater vest he should be that's what pastors dress like right there that's right yeah like children that's what I think in my head but guys if you can give a hand to Calvin yeah 
Yeah. And here's the Jesus Storybook Bible. I don't know if you already have one of these, but this is amazing. I, I honestly believe this is like one of the best kids Bibles ever written, and adults should read it. But uh, it's really good, and uh, Hadley, I'm sure, is good with it. But let's just walk forward, and we're going to pray over Calvin. And I wrote, I wrote honestly, last night I stayed up just writing individual prayers for each of the children. And so that's what I did. So I'm going to pray over Calvin. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we pray for Calvin, Lord God. We pray for this family, Lord. Let this family know first and foremost for Calvin and Hadley that they are their leaders, their roadmap to life, Lord God. So we pray over this family, your grace and your mercy and your blessing over them, Lord God. I pray also for Calvin. Make him a leader, Lord God. Let him bring honor to your name and to this family, Lord God. Keep him healthy, Lord God, and full of joy. This is already a child of joy. Let him be such a huge blessing to this family. I pray for his mind, Lord God. I pray for his body and I pray for his heart, Lord God. Let it be full of you, Lord God. And I pray in the name of Jesus, let him sense the Holy Spirit, Lord God. Let him know the Holy Spirit at a young age, Lord God. Bless him with your guidance and your wisdom. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Give hand to Calvin. And family, I just thank you guys for being here. It's a big deal for them to have you guys here, but know that you guys are the biggest influence in Calvin's life other than the parents because the parents are saying, you guys are in on this with me. And just know that your words echo for the rest of their lives. They are going to remember the way you smiled, the way you were with them, the way you uh, you just, man, brought them along. I know that is true for me and it's true for Calvin. So God bless you guys and thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Even though you have a Bears jersey on. Yeah. Yeah. At this time, the family of Isabella and Viviana, please come. Hi. We have a lot of babies. These are the last two guys, last two. What's up, guys? Hi. Hi. Hi, Isabella. I like your hair. I like your hair, yeah. Right here. Good morning, good morning. so much man who's we'll start with viviana let's see what happens oh man she might grab my face which is awesome guys look at this you want to give a hand to viviana you want to welcome her oh this is amazing oh viviana i love this family and i got to be a part of their wedding and and that was so beautiful to be a part of that. Oh, she's like looking up. Yeah, look at the lights. Don't look at me, right? All right? But we're going to pray over Viviana. And we're going to just pray. Just let's, let's just pray. Let's just stretch our hands towards her. Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord God, for Viviana Ray Carpio, Lord God. I pray always guide her, Lord God. And let her parents' wisdom, Lord God, be loud in her ear, Lord God. Let her be sensitive, Lord God. Lord God, to your Holy Spirit. Let her know your spirit. I pray for health in her body, Lord God. But I pray for her mind, Lord, to be so sharp, Lord God. First, I pray that she would love and know Jesus, Lord God, and that you would fill her mind with wisdom and she would be full of great understanding, Lord God. I pray for Viviana that she would be a leader, that you would bless her, Lord God, to be a leader and that you would use her, Lord God, at school, Lord God with her family, Lord God. And as I'm surrounding her with my arms, I pray for your arms of protection to be around her. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, amen. Oh, I love it. I love it. They grow up so fast. They grow up so fast. 
I've been so lame lately. When my daughter turned 13, I'm like, I'm like looking through pictures, and here's, here's the Bible right there. And, and, it, and it, it happened so quickly. It happened so quickly. All right, Isabella, are we going to be buddies, or are you going to walk forward with Dad? Are you going to come right here? Now this is perfect. Look how, look how nice her hair is. You guys did good. Yeah. Guys, if you guys want to give a hand to Isabella here. Man, you guys are such a beautiful family. You guys are such a beautiful family. I know you guys are doing so good, and I'm proud of you guys. And we're going to pray over Isabella, but I want you guys to pray with me. Just stretch your hands with me. Heavenly Father, this is a beautiful child inside and out, Lord God. You have put sweetness in her, Lord God, and they, and we know it just by seeing her, Lord God. She has such a, a sweet, Lord God, and sensitive spirit, Lord God. I pray, Lord, let her be full of grace and mercy, Lord God. Let her exemplify who you are, Lord God, to her friends and to her family, Lord. I pray for health to this body and to this mind, Lord God. Always protect this family, Lord God, as dad is surrounding her. You are surrounding them, Lord God. And I pray in the name of Jesus that they... This family would be a good, Lord God, roadmap to life, Lord God. They, they would always push her, Lord God, and, and trusting, Lord God, that, that there is just boldness in her, Lord God, to, to being more like you, Lord God. And I pray for this whole family, for the grandparents, Lord God, to mom and dad, Lord God, to the uncles, Lord Jesus, to the aunts, Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus, bless this family with your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Last one. You guys have two now, and their names are in there. Here, you can hold this one. You can, yeah, you can hold this one. But give this family a hand. God bless you guys. God bless you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for coming. Yeah. Always a pleasure, dude. At this time, we are going to quickly, I have a message that is like 10 minutes long now. All right? But we're going to do it. But let's pray and run into this because I believe the word of God should always go forward, all right? Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this moment. We thank you for the babies, Lord God. We thank you for all that you're doing in this place, Lord God. But I pray in the name of Jesus, be with these children, Lord God, and be with us adults and leaders, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, let us know that we are all leaders, Lord God, that all of us have influence in people's lives, Lord God. So I pray, give us wisdom today through the word of God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said... Amen. So we're going to run. We're on part three of the message series, Pitfalls. Say pitfalls. pitfalls. Yeah, it says pitfalls. How did I get here? Have you ever said these words, how did I get here? What happened? I know I have. I've, there was moments in my life where I said, what happened? How did I get here so quickly? And if you missed any of these ser this series, please catch it up on, on Facebook. Last week, we had a missionary here from uh, Ethiopia, and he talked about just, just like what he went through. That to be a Christian during communist Ethiopia, his parents, his mom and his sister were killed for their faith, right? He was put in prison for his faith. His wife was put in prison for her faith. We sit, and we've had a long journey of freedom of religion, but not everywhere in this world is that way. So if you want to catch up to that, that was last week as well. But, but just talking about this week is the word disconnected. Say disconnected. 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 I don't know how cool you were in high school. Think about that moment. Think about your face in high school, how cool you were. You might still be in high school, and you're like, I'm still cool, right? But I, back in the day in high school when I was a young buck, I had something called a beeper. Anyone had a beeper, right? That's right. 
I had the Motorola Bravo Plus, that thing right there, and that color, right? And the young kids are like, what is that thing? Is that a laser? Is that a laser? What is it? Right? That's the Motorola Bravo Plus. And we didn't have texting nor the internet, but we had a beeper. And what we would get is people's phone numbers would be sent to us from a landline. And what we would do is beep, 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 it would go off. And you would make sure that it's on in class so other people know that you own a beeper on your belt. Right? And it would go off and you would say, oh, that's me, guys. I apologize, teacher. That's my beeper. I'm important, right? So if you were cool, you had a Motorola Bravo Plus. I don't know if, did you have a Motorola Bravo Plus? I had one, right? You had one, see? The guys in the Chicago Bears, he had one, right? So I had one of these, and you would, you would first, you would get your Motorola Bravo Plus, and it would go off, and someone's phone number would go on it, and then you would take about 30 minutes to an hour to get to a landline, and then call them, Right? Because you can't call them right away because you don't have a phone, right? That's uh, phones. That's, that's, that's what Zach Morris had. We didn't have phones, all right? So we would, you, we would call about an hour later. Unless it said 911, then we would try to call within 30 minutes, right? 911 meant 30 minutes, and regular beeper meant it could be an hour or two. That's just how it went. But I remember that as teenagers, we would sit around the house looking at our beeper like it meant anything, right? Like it doesn't even have a message. It just has phone numbers, right? And we, and we could write in number uh, words. We would, we, would use like, we would use different numbers to represent different words. I don't know if you did that, but I did that. But we would sit around looking at our beepers out on, on our belts, and, and, and we could be connected with anyone at any time and anywhere, right? And looking back, it's really funny because the very thing that was supposed to keep us connected was actually disconnecting us from the people right in front of us. Think about that, right? And that's beepers, right? You ever have a Palm Pilot, right? I had a Palm Pilot. I, I actually had a handspring. And you guys, you guys, well, what is that, John? You're so old, right? That's right. But I, it was funny because I had a Palm Pilot, same thing. It would disconnect people right in front of you because you're trying to connect the people far from you, Right? And so speaking of connection, today in our world, we're more connected than we've ever been. Like we're connected on video games, we're connected on smartphones, on social media. The average person has more than 500 friends on social media. 500, right? It is pretty crazy. Yet, according to an insurance study, and this is a massive insurance study done by Cigna and UCLA, adults are reporting an epidemic level of loneliness, of disconnection. It's interesting. We're the most connected we've ever been, but adults are reporting they're the most disconnected they ever feel. And this is what they reported, that they sometimes are always feel lonely or left out. They marked that on this survey, and they took it with so many people. And, and think about this. The youngest generation, Generation Z, between the age of 10 to 22, are the most disconnected feeling generation. Then it's the millennials, then it's the Xers, woohoo, right? I'm right at the end, right? And then it's, it's funny, those above 72 years old feel the most connected, and we think in our minds they are the most disconnected. Wrong. Think about that, that's wrong. Yet research also finds that it's not social media that's the problem. We blame, I, I blame, I, I go old man on people sometimes. I blame social media, it's that social media, right? But the research said it's not. It's actually a cultural problem. Do you remember when I remember when I was a kid, my dad would come home, right? He would come home, and he's worked all day. And the first thing he would do is take a shower, and then he would go to his room, and he would read a newspaper until dinner time. 
And we say, oh, it's social media is the problem. But look at this. I love this meme right here. All these people reading a paper, right? I hate it when everyone just stares at their phones on the train. <laughs> They're all staring at their newspapers, right? So uh, obviously, it's not just technology. I have technology right here. That's the problem, right? This is not the only problem. It's a cultural problem. Technology is not good or evil. It just amplifies what's already there. Think about that. I know I'm guilty. I, I got these. Uh, I got these. You, anyone have these? They're awesome, by the way. But I was, I was, um, I was at the, um, oh, music's coming on. But I was at the uh, haircut place, and I was working on this message, right? I have my Bible. I have my phone. I'm, like, working on this message, and I'm getting, I'm waiting for my haircut. And I've talked to no one. I walked in with my phone. I got my, I put my shades on so I don't need to make eye contact, right? <laughs> and I'm writing a sermon about being connected as I'm disconnecting from everyone else. It was very interesting. And I was like, what am I doing? I'm going to take these off, right? What am I doing? And so I, I, I pretended to say hi and stuff. But, you know, you know when people don't really want to talk to you when they have their earpiece on. And, and, and it's even off. And you talk to them. And have you ever not answered? Like, it was really on. So lame. So lame. I don't know about you, but I've, I am so guilty. As I was writing this message, God was like, you are so lame, John. You're writing a message on connection as you're disconnecting from people. And so I was like, all right, John, you need to change it up. If you have your Bibles, please turn to James chapter 5. All right? We're going to hear from James, the little brother of Jesus, if you didn't know that. He's going to give us two insights about connection and disconnection and what causes that. And I'm going to go real quickly. Number one, I'm going to give you points right away before I even read James. The death of conversation. Have you ever seen people conversate around the table either with their phones or not even paying attention? Have you ever, like, had a conversation, and I was called out for it the other day. We were at a meeting, and I was on my computer, and someone was talking to me. And then we always say, oh, I can do two things at once. I can't do two things at once. If I'm typing, I'm not listening to you, right? And so I stopped typing, and I shut my computer. It was with Franco, Allen, and Paul. I was like, I need to listen because I'm lame that way. I don't really listen when I'm doing something else. And, and it's funny how quickly we get on, like, social media. Like, once you get on your phone, you look at your text. And without even thinking, you go to your social media, right? You're like, oh, did I get any likes? Did anyone like my uh, turkey sandwich like recipe? I don't know what you guys put up there, right? But the death of conversation. A good conversation is a beautiful thing. I don't know when the last time you had a good conversation. I like having long conversations. Maybe you do not. But I love a conversation that's like a tennis match. I ask you a question. You talk. You ask me a question. We talk. Because we actually care about where this is going. It's not like some conversations. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone? And it's like it's just one-liners. Just one-liners. I just want to tell you what I think. It's just memes, right? And, and sometimes uh, we just throw it out there, and we don't really want to bounce back and forth. We don't really care about what they want to say. We actually want to win the conversation. And maybe that's because of social media or Twitter or memes or whatever, because you can only put a small amount of words. But we don't want back and forth. We want, I want to tell you what's up, Justin. I want to tell you what's up. And I say, and then we just give it out. And what that causes is the death of conversations, because conversations is no longer dialogues. We think they're dialogues, but they're actually monologues. It's let me tell you statements so I can win. Yet people, if you do that long enough, guess what happens? People don't want to talk to you. 
People don't want to talk to you. I know that's true with, uh, uh, with my kids. I find that if I just give one-liner statements that they can't actually respond to, there's no way they want to just continue to talk to me, right? We have to have a dialogue. There's a beauty in dialogue. And the Bible tells us, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. The secret of conversation is listening. The secret of connection is listening. If you don't want to listen, you will not have friends. That's just how it is. If you don't want to listen, there will be less of a deeper connections. Now, if you're raised, like, down the next one, next one. The death of confession. Say confession. If you're raised Catholic, you know all about confession, right? You go into the box, you tell them everything that's on your heart, and you, you confess your sins so you can be freed from it. And now, but the church has changed a lot. If, you, if you're raised more, we call it Protestant church, not the Catholic church. If you're raised in Protestant church, there is barely any confession that actually happens in church at all. Think about this for a moment. There's the lack of confession. Now, if, and, 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 it's, and it's something foreign. When was the last time you confessed to someone? Think about that for a moment. And it's partly because of culture, where in culture we say, I do me and you do you, you do your thing. You know, that's, that's how we believe. And, now, and when you're raised in church now, confession is something foreign. No one really does it, right? And because we say, oh, what's bad for me is not bad for you, right? Where there's no moral absolute and no real sin or evil because everyone's doing their own thing, which perpetuates the understanding that nothing is really my fault. Because it was, it was an issue. I'm a product of what happened to me. It's my parents' fault, my teacher's fault, my boss's fault, my upbringing, the economy failed me, my wife's fault. It's not fair. It's not my fault. So why do I have to confess when it's not my fault? Right? Of course I'm exaggerating, but am I? Is that kind of the culture that we currently live in? Some of us, we confess, but it's privately and to ourselves. And that's okay, but it brings no accountability in the long run. If we just confess in secret, there's actually no accountability in the long run. I was thinking of what Tupac said. Only God can judge me, right? That's what he said. But it, honestly, but how refreshing is it when you're around friends and they just said, man, I blew it. I messed up, man. I've been to a group or a life group where we've just been in a group together and there's one person and we're all faking it. We're like, oh, Alex, yeah, my day's good. Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's good. You know how we do. Everything's good. It's fine. How you doing? Good, right? And that, it, it happens that way. Then finally someone's like, dude, I am a mess right now. You're like, oh, me too. <laughs> and it happens so quickly. Like confession is a key to being more human. We think having it together is the key to being more human, but it's not. It's being real and confessing our sins and wanting to grow from it. I'm not saying confess your sins and live in just in, in misery. That's not the goal of confession. But the goal of confession is to get this out, to open up, unlock other people so they can be honest, and to move ahead and to be healed. That is the goal of confession. How refreshing is that? That's why I tell you to go to life group. The last life group I went, someone right at the end of life group was like, man, I never opened up to anybody. But it's been interesting how God is using these guys, these people, for me to be honest. Because usually I feel like I'm always going to be hurt or they're going to use these words against me. But I trust you. I want you guys to have a place of trust like that. Confession is the key to being 
more human. I'm going to go right here. I'm going to read James, and we're going to finish this because I don't have that much time. And if you want to come back next week, I'll give you some answers to being connected. But James 5, 13 to 16 says this. Are any of you suffering hardship? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? And the word sick here doesn't mean just physically sick, but holistically sick. Are you struggling? Are you frustrated? Are you addicted in a bad place? Are you far from God? You should call for the leaders of the church, the elders of the church, to come and pray over you and anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord. You should call the leaders of the church. You should call your small group leader. You should call your small group. You can call elders here like Franco and Alan and to get them to pray over you. And then it says, it continues, such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. James is saying, if you, as you get all that stuff in you, out of you, in confession, and you bring, you bring the things out of the shadows into the light, it no longer has strength over you, and you can be healed, and you need people to be healed. I'm telling you, it, it, it's, it, we say, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. At some point, we can't do it. God made it uh, us to grow in faith and grow in life and community because at some point we come to a roadblock. We come to the end of ourselves and we say, how did I get here? And you need people to get out of it. I believe the, pro the, the hardest things in Thornton, Colorado is not physical poverty, but it's relational poverty. People are hurting, but they feel like they can't tell anyone else because they have to save face. And what happens? It just goes downhill. But here at Hill City Church, we want to be honest, man. We're not perfect. We're not perfect as a church. But we don't want people to be alone. We don't want you to raise your kids alone. We don't want you to walk this life alone. If we have connections for a job, we want to help you at a job. Whatever we could do to be the church of Jesus Christ, to live his kingdom right here, right now. Give God praise. says in the end it says if you have committed any sins and you will be forgiven confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed we think sin is personal to us but God is saying sin damages not only us but it damages the people around us isn't that true L listen to this when we have a bad when we're do having a tough time in marriage we say that's between us but how do you, how, you guys know that's not true. When you guys are having, if, when we are having a tough time in marriage, all our friends feel awkward when they come over, right? When we're like yelling at each other and then not talking to each other and everything is like passive aggressive, right? Guess what? Everyone, our family, our friends, our extended family, they all feel the damage of sin in our marriage. And it's true. Our sin does not only affect us personally like we say it does. It affects everyone around us. And at the end of the day, it affects the name and the glory of Jesus, which we care about deeply. Sin is holistic in harm. And at the end of that verse in James 5, 16, yet the earnest prayer of the righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. You want to have a deep connection, relationship with God and with each other? Then really do this stuff. Don't let the Bible be informational. Let it be transformational as you step into faith, as you trust Jesus, that he knows better than you. You trust the word of God more than, more than what you feel inside. Because you know what? Who lies to you more than you? We're like, I know what I'm doing, but who lies to you more than you? Who has given you worse advice in your life than you? Right? 
You will give your best friend good advice and you will give yourself idiot advice. I do, right? You're like, no, people do hate me. They are talking about me. You tell yourself crazy stuff, right? Man, can we trust the word of God? I, I believe this is just, man, that God is, this is God infused. And it, it is words for life. And as you trust it, it will give you hope and give you strength. And we don't have any more time. Can you guys please stand? And if you have time next week, please come as we continue the end of it. But I'm going to stop here and actually do what this says. Let's just bow our heads for a moment. Some of you, you're in here and you need to confess sin. And you need to step in faith and reconnect yourself with God. And maybe it's some of you guys have been Christians for years. Maybe this is your first day and you heard my voice and something connected deep within. That's the spirit of God within you. For example, maybe you say, man, I drink every day, but it's not a problem. Except when you say, when you have to tell yourself it's not a problem, it's usually a problem, right? Because, and you know you're relying on it. Maybe you and your wife hasn't been talking to each other for like five weeks now, but yet you fake a smile. But you need help from other people. Or you've been lying so much you don't know who you told the truth to and everything's catching up to you. Maybe you feel far from God today and you've been ignoring the spirit of God because you want to stay in your sin. But you know you need to change because there's something that's hurting deep within you and what you have is not enough. It's one thing to confess these things privately, but it's another to confess these things out loud. If you're in here with our heads bowed, and you need Jesus. You need to confess, Jesus, I need you. There's things I'm going through, and I can't do it myself. If that's you, just raise your hands with me. I need him too. Is there anyone here? Just, yeah, thank you. I believe all over the room. I believe God can set people free even today, right now. Heavenly Father, you can put your hands down. Heavenly Father, I pray for every hand that went up, Lord God. I pray that let us open up to conversating with you too, God. That James is right. That there is something the, old, the early church knew. The power of conversation, the power of confession, and the power of praying for one another. Listen, salvation in Jesus or trusting your life to Jesus with our sin, with our struggles, our shame, is just saying, Jesus, I need you because I did it my way and I need to do it your way. And that's where salvation starts in your life. That's what we do at church. We first connect to God. We connect to each other. And we stop pushing our life away from people. Instead, we get in on what God is doing. And we're not perfect. But I never want you to walk alone without Jesus or without people in your life. We need each other. And guess what? We need you. So I pray as we close today, Heavenly Father, Lord God, let there be space, Lord God, where we can confess to a friend. Let, let there be space in a life group. Let there be space in friendship, Lord, where we can get honest. And I'm always up here to pray with you and pray for you. But I want to always lead you to our real pastor, which is Jesus Christ, who can set you free. And I pray that over this congregation, over these people, Lord God, let us leave free. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for going. And Yeah, give God praise. Just get to know the person right next to you and know they're human just like you. And it just starts with being real with one another. God bless you guys. And celebrate your babies today. God bless you.